Hello, good evening and welcome back to the Bundesliga show. I hope everyone is doing well this evening. I uh, hope you're not missing the Bundesliga too much as we enter the dreaded international break for feels like the fourth or fifth time already this season. Um, Mark, how are you doing this evening? Uh, looking forward to the show. Uh, you're missing uh, already kind of craving Bundesliga football. Yeah, definitely. I never look forward to these uh, international weeks. I, I can guarantee that. You know, I think we have got an England v Germany next week, which makes it a little bit more exciting. But I, I just never really get that excited about internationals, really, apart from the big tournaments. You know, obviously they're exciting, and we are coming closer to the World Cup. But I'd much, much rather it was a full pack weekend of Bundesliga action to look forward to. But obviously we've got a different kind of show for you tonight, haven't we, Rory? Yes, that we do indeed. So, uh, introducing tonight's show, we're doing our second ever uh, Bundesliga Top 10. So, myself and Mark kind of count down uh, our Top 10 Bundesliga players or coaches or even teams from a certain category um, from, generally speaking, from the year 2000 onwards, roughly speaking. Uh, so, tonight's show is Bundesliga Top 10 Goalkeepers. Uh, so, uh, Germany and indeed the Bundesliga have been blessed by a lot of great goalkeepers uh, throughout the year. So it should be a really interesting show. Um, this show, compared to the one that we did last time, we had a bit of a conversation, a bit of an open forum between myself and Mark because we were able to do a little bit more research into it tonight. We've done it as a top 10 chosen already. So we'd be counting down from 10 to first uh, and our positions are already kind of set. But if you disagree with them, please do let us know in the comments. Uh, which obviously very nicely kind of leads me on to saying if indeed you do, uh, you know, enjoy the show or if, uh, you know, there's something that is really on your mind, please do like the show. Uh, please do comment along, whether it's live or afterwards, whether you agree with our picks or if you've got any questions in general about anything else. And please do make sure you jump on and subscribe to the channel. Press that big red button, push us up to around 700. That'd be brilliant. Once we get up to that number, at the very least, very soon, and we can start to, uh, you know, really push on towards that big 1K mark, if possible, and then the rest, you know, who knows what will happen. But, yeah, really appreciate for it. Appreciate everyone's support, uh, and indeed through our partnerships as well with Bully News and with Bundesliga Boxes, two brilliant companies and websites that have been supporting us uh, well since last season. So thank you very much. For your support. Um, so, yeah, on with the show. So we'll be counting down from 10th down to 1st for goalkeepers in the Bundesliga since the year 2000, roughly speaking. Uh, and, yeah, obviously we're going to go in reverse order. So we've got um, some honourable mentions as well scrolling down. So, unfortunately, those who are in the honourable mentions won't be in the top 10. Uh, but do let us know if you want, you know, if you want one of those four in your top 10. Again, feel free to jump on and tell us so on with the countdown and starting with 10th place uh we have jan sommer of Borussia mönchengladbach a goalkeeper who is doing a lot of fine work in the bundesliga this season at the moment uh, mark i think uh, we thought that jan you know deserved to just sneak inside this top 10 there's a lot of great goalkeepers who have got you know at least a couple of accolades to their name in terms of trophies but jan Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to win too much with Gladbach. Um, so he sneaks in kind of based on, I guess, a bit of longevity uh, and kind of just him in terms of how highly we rate him as a goalkeeper. 
Yeah, definitely. I think obviously he has won one individual accolade, which is obviously Bundesliga team of the season 2019-2020. I think obviously, to be honest, the way he started in the first seven games of this season, he won't be far off that again this season because, I mean, the performance against Bayern Munich that he put in a few weeks ago, for me, was one of the best performances I've ever seen from a keeper, I would say. He made something like 12 saves and I'd say six of them were like world-class saves as well. Like, the guy was just unbelievable in that match. And, you know, we're starting to see him back to his best after a couple of seasons. For me, where he probably wasn't at his very best. But this is a guy who's been plying his trade in the Bundesliga since 2014. He's racked up about 270 Bundesliga appearances. He's been number one for Gladbach pretty much during the whole of the eight and a bit years that he's been at the club. As I say, probably for the first few years he was in the Bundesliga, he was widely seen as maybe, along with Manuel Neuer, you know, the best keeper in the Bundesliga. But then, for me, he did have a, a two, probably two years where he dropped that level a little bit, you know, especially last season he didn't have his best. But, you know, obviously under Daniel Farker, he's really come back to his best. You know, he's always been one that, that keeps clean sheets, especially by Bundesliga standards, you know, because, you know, we don't see that many clean sheets in um in the league, Dewey, and it's just um, a really, really good goalkeeper. Many pundits as well here in Germany do consider himself to be, you know, in the top two or three modern day keepers. Many, many people consider him to be like runner up to obviously Jan, uh, to Manuel Neuer as the best keeper currently plying the trade in the Bundesliga. But yeah, I would agree with you, Rory. The only reason why I didn't put him a little bit higher really is because he's not got that silverware. And he's literally, he's not even been a runner up in anything in his eight years in the Bundesliga. So, you know, a little bit surprised he never got that big move really, you know, to maybe a Dortmund or even a Bayern. But I guess Bayern, I can understand it because they've always had Neuer during that time. But surprised a side like Dortmund haven't made a punt on summer, which maybe is part of the reason why he's not a little bit higher up in the list for me, really. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Uh, he was, I think he was linked. Um, uh, pretty much every player was linked with Man United this summer, weren't they? But <laughs> summer was, was indeed linked with United um, in terms, I mean, he, could well have done a job as a first-team Man United player, although I think he was linked as being the backup to De Gea, which I'm sure wouldn't have sat right with Sommer, um, one of the number of keepers who was linked with us at one stage. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think Sommer's yeah, was certainly well worth his place inside that top 10 and sneaks inside. Just ahead of him, I think we were struggling with um, the kind of upper end of this uh, top 10 a little bit. So in ninth place... Uh, we've gone for Rene Adler, Mark, obviously a goalkeeper who served um, for a great time uh, by Leverkusen and then on to uh, the likes of, well, and then spent a good amount of time with Hamburg as well. So both clubs, he racked up over well over 100 appearances uh, and then had a very brief spell with Mines. Um, and again, I guess similar kind of level to Jan Sommer on this kind of um, trajectory of, yeah, a very good a great Bundesliga goalkeeper, um, was the Bundesliga's best goalkeeper in 2008. But aside from that, his uh, his honours, again, are kind of few and far between. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely say that he was pretty much Jan Sommer's predecessor in many ways. You know, a goalkeeper with a lot of respect here in Germany, René Adler. And obviously born in East Germany, but later on went to represent his country as well. Um, 12 times, which is a decent number considering the number of good goalkeepers that Germany have had in the last 20 years or so. 
But yeah, it's just that lack of silverware, really. And the problem is uh, he played for clubs that should have been challenging for silverware at that time. At least that's the problem. You know, Gladbach, are, despite being a big club, you know, we know that they are somewhat limited with the likes of Bayern, Dortmund, Leipzig in the league. But if you look at some of the clubs that Adler played for, you know, Bayer Leverkusen, when they had like their kind of glory period in the 2000s and noughties time, really. Then obviously uh, Hamburg as well, who should always be challenging for you know top four cups. Although nowadays they're playing in the fights around this, so they'd probably be happy to be where they were when Rene Adler was playing. In, in terms of his goalkeeper, you know he was a great shot uh, shot stopper. He was highly respected within Germany. You know his distribution was solid, but the problem is he just didn't get that trophy, did he? And as you say, Rory, he also got goalkeeper of the season two thousand and eight. So he's almost like parallel really to Jan Sommer in many ways. Very, very well respected goalkeeper, but also named goalkeeper of the year once, but just doesn't have that silverware to push him a little bit further up the list for me. And for me, the silverware is something that I like to see uh, in the top goalkeepers, really. Yeah, completely agree, um, which is something that uh, our goalkeeper in eighth place does indeed have. So moving on, um, so we've got Diego Inaglio, uh, in eighth place, Mark. So someone who obviously sneaks sneaks ahead of Sommer and Adler in terms of what uh, the goalkeeper has won on a personal accolades and with their team indeed, because Benaglio was obviously a, a Bundesliga winner at the very least. Yeah, he's a bit of a kind of cult hero god, really, Diego Benaglio. You know, that part of that Wolfsburg side who famously won the league in 2008 or nine. That year, he was the starting goalkeeper as well. He made 31 starts in that season. So, obviously, clearly, nobody can claim he was just a backup goalkeeper in that famous season, the best season in the history of BFL Wolfsburg. He was a starting keeper. You know, he actually had really good longevity as well. After signing from Nacional in Uruguay, actually, he... You know, he was the starting goalkeeper for about 10 years, actually. There, there were a couple of seasons where he was, like, challenged a little bit and had a couple of injuries, but he had really, really good longevity. He made around, again, similar to Jan Sommer in terms of appearances, actually. He made about 260, 265 Bundesliga appearances. So, yeah, it's just, um, he's one of those kind of um, guys, isn't he, um, who just made a lot of appearances. He won the league. But for me, that's why he comes a little bit higher as well. You know, he played Champions League. He was a great shot stopper that year. Not absolute top draw shot stopper because Wolfsburg were more of a side that scored goals rather than kept clean sheets. But at the end of the day, you've got to remember a goalkeeper is more than just clean sheets and shot stopping. It's like a goalkeeper has to lead his team from the back. He has to marshal his defence and, you know, clearly, if you're if you're winning the Bundesliga with a team as unfancied as Wolfsburg, then you know you must be pretty damn good. And that's for me why Diego Bernardo is definitely quite you know eighth in the top eight goalkeepers in the 2000s for me. And you know some people might even say he deserves to go a little bit higher. It'd be interesting to see what some of you guys as well watching think about that. Whether he deserves to be a few places higher, but. Yeah, the, the the Swiss international as well made 61 caps for Switzerland and was generally seen as like a really, really good goalkeeper. He also won a Polkal as well, which I didn't mention. He won a Polkal with Wolfsburg in 2015. So showing that kind of longevity, six years between his kind of major tournament wins. But yeah, definitely for me, a top 10 goalkeeper in the Bundesliga since 2000. 
And he even, well, I say he played for the VFB Stuttgart, which gets him bonus points for me. <laughs> he, um, he played in the second team an awful lot. Um, yeah. I don't think he actually made a first team appearance, although he was he was on the books there. Um, before, as you mentioned, he, he moved to National before his Wolfsburg move. Um, and yeah, I mean, a great Bundesliga goalkeeper, as you say, the longevity, brilliant. Obviously won himself a couple of things with that great Wolfsburg side. So yeah, really kind of outstanding time in the Bundesliga I always remembered him a lot with with his Switzerland appearances I know we're doing a Bundesliga show but someone who always stood out to me at kind of international tournament I think um mm. so certainly well worth his place inside of our top uh top 10 and he, he comes in in nice rounded off eighth place uh, so moving on in the countdown we're gonna go in seventh place here and we've got Frank Rost um, so yeah, Mark, uh, another goalkeeper who uh, kind of who quite happily fits inside of our top ten. Um, again, maybe one that's in the summer category of maybe not winning enough or too much, but he was certainly more of a bridesmaid. At least he got close an awful lot. Uh, he's a runner-up in the Bundesliga twice. DFA. Pokal runner-up twice. Uh, he did win a couple of trophies as well, the DFB Cup, um, whilst at Bremen. Um, but a goalkeeper who notched up over 100, 100 appearances for Werder Bremen, Schalke and Hamburg uh, over those you know three huge teams in Germany um, with 121 clean sheets, over four, with over, um, that was over 426 games. Um, and he's ninth on the all-time list of uh, Bundesliga clean sheets as well. So, I mean, I'm reading off quite a lot of stats there. So he's he's certainly well worth a, a top ten spot for me, um, and might be closer to maybe the tenth or ninth area. But um, yeah, a, a great keeper nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. I think he's another goalkeeper that hailed from East Germany as well. There's a lot of goalkeepers on our list who were actually born in, obviously, the East part of Germany before the reunification in 1991. Yeah, also one in Karl Marxstadt as well, a place where I've been to. It's nowadays known as Chemnitz, but what a place that is. Yeah, he goes up a few places. I actually went there once, an interesting place. But yeah, I mean, as you said, Rory, before, if you make well over, almost close to 150 apps for Werder, Schalke and Hamburg, I mean, you have to be on the list at the end of the day, you know, because these are three of the big five German clubs. He, he was only missing out, really, Dortmund and Bayern Munich out of the top five kind of powerhouses of German football, basically, for me. So, yeah, definitely a goalkeeper. Very, very well respected. I'd say he was in the top 10 goalkeepers in Bundesliga history as well, not just since 2004. Clean sheets. Yeah, very well respected. Again, represented Germany as well. Got four caps between 2002 and 2003. So, again, at a time when Germany had really a lot of very, very good goalkeepers at that time, you know, some of them that we're going to actually mention a little bit further on in the show. But, yeah, definitely a goalkeeper that deserves his place on the list. He, um, but, again, just the fact that he didn't get the silverware, did he? And I like I like your expression there, Rory, calling him a bridesmaid. But, yeah, he definitely was, really. It's a good mm -hmm. expression. Now. He was the king of the second place, basically. You know, <laughs> as you say, runner-up in the Bundesliga in the 90s. So, we can't really count that in our thing. He also got three runners-up in the... He did win a couple of pokals, to be fair, in the 90s. But in the 2000s, you know, Bundesliga runner-up in 2005 was Schalke. Uh, Dieppe Pokal runner up in the same year for Schalke. Oh, 
It's just, you know, even, but he did, got to say, he did win a couple of Emirates Cups with Hamburg, so I'll give him that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Probably the most tin pot trophy in the history of football. But yeah, he did win a couple of them and he didn't finish second in them. But yeah, very, very good goalkeeper. But for me, doesn't justify a top five place. No, indeed. So the rest of our kind of 10th to 6th place um, kind of countdown will will now end with um, a bit of a legend, I guess, uh, in the shape of Hans Jorg Butt. Um, so, yeah, goalkeeper who um, you know, spent a lot of his time with, uh, with Bayer Leverkusen, um, almost 200 appearances for them in the early 2000s. Also, um, spent a lot of time with Hamburg and eventually by Munich. Um, so obviously we kind of looking at goalkeepers for, for how they keep the balls out of the net and, and you know what they won. You know, he was a Champions League runner-up in, in the early 2000s, as well as a Pokal runner-up. But when he went to Munich uh, towards the latter end of his career, he did win a Bundesliga, a Pokal, a Super Cup and was runner-up in the Champions League a couple of times. Um, so certainly some brilliant credentials. But, Mark, I think um, a lot of people know this name across the world, I guess, a European football, because of he uh, was a bit of a goal scorer as well. He really was, yeah. He's, he's the definition of a cult hero, really, this guy. You know, like literally everybody that was a football fan in the late 90s and early 2000s remembers his name, Hans-Jörg Butt, I think, yeah. Because the guy, like, that was a time when goalkeeping was a different skill, you know, and goalkeepers did come up for free kicks and penalties at that time. And that's what exactly what Hans-Jörg Butt was, you know. He was an absolute penalty god. He used to come up on a very regular basis, getting 19 Bundesliga goals for Hamburg, seven for Bayer Leverkusen. He didn't actually get any for Bayern. So maybe that's why Bayern actually won the league, maybe, you know, because <laughs> he didn't have a keeper taking penalties at that time. Awesome. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was definitely, you know, he did, he was Champions League runner-up as well, like with that famous Leverkusen side who almost shocked the world, really, before finally coming. They beat United and Liverpool that year as well, famously, I remember. Um, and I remember I was supporting them against Real Madrid in the final, but they just came unstuck to that famous... He was actually in goal as well uh, when Zidane hit that wonder goal as well to win the Champions League that year in, in 2001, which is still seen, I think, as the best goal in Champions League history. So, you know, he was beaten by a pretty good strike. As you say, he won a Bundesliga in the end and he was a starting goalkeeper as well for Bayern Munich. He wasn't starting goalkeeper during all his time in, in Munich, but that particular season was his best season in terms of appearances as well as Bayern winning the league. So there you go. You know, it's uh, and as you say, he was Champions League runner-up as well with Bayern uh, in 2009-10 when he was starting goalkeeper as well. So technically, he got two runners-up ten years apart, which is pretty incredible, really. So you know, very very cultured goalkeeper for me, a legend and. You know, some people might even consider he should come a little bit higher up. But, I mean, for me, you know, he was a good goalkeeper, but his shot-stopping wasn't probably as good as some of the other guys that are going to come a bit further up the list for me. Uh, yes, indeed. But, yeah, absolutely well worth his place inside of that top uh, top ten. And his sixth place, a very nice finish for him. So next into the top five, really counting down now, uh, getting close to the, the the big number one spot. So in fifth place, um, uh, this po possibly more controversial one um, with Andreas Reinke, 
coming in as our fifth place pick. We, you know, if we if we had the power to, we might kind of amend that slightly tonight. But we, we've we've locked him in for now anyway. Um, a goalkeeper who did a lot of this, you know, a lot of this work. Um, well, across the decades, I guess, I had a lot of kind of uh, work with Hamburg, but in the second team, mainly in the early 1990s. And um, a great deal of his Bundesliga life was spent with Kaiserslautern uh, and later on with Werder Bremen, um, well over 150 appearances for Kaiserslautern and nearly 100 for Werder Bremen. So again, some great numbers really being picked out there. Um, and he won himself two Bundesliga titles, one with each club. Couple of pokals with Verder as well, and you know, in a really good team. Um, but yeah, I guess some of them, some of his best work was perhaps done post the year two thousand, um, which might make it slightly more controversial, I guess, Mark. But nevertheless, you know, the numbers do add up for him. Yeah, I think he's, again another guy hailing from East Germany. Actually, incredibly, like really, a lot of them are. But I think it's um, yeah, definitely. I think he, he's done really well to kind of get in there. Like, but I think yeah, I, it, it was a tough one when I was researching this. It, it was quite tough, really. You know, it was uh, because obviously, as you mentioned, his most famous ever season was that year with Kaiserslautern. When when Kaiserslautern won the league in nineteen ninety eight. That was basically the German people say that was the, the Bundesliga's Leicester, basically, you know. And he was the starting goalkeeper for Kaiserslautern that year. And this was just um, an incredible thing. But then, for some reason, he ended up going to play in Greece for a year, which seems a little bit random for a club that I've never even heard of. And then he went to Real Mercia, who aren't exactly powerhouses of Spanish football, let's be honest, yeah. before returning back to Werder and at the age of 34, and winning the Bundesliga and the Cup in his first season as starting goalkeeper. So <laughs> the guy is quite an When I was researching him for this show, I, I was just taken aback by the guy, to be honest. And that's why I put him so high in the list. Because, you know, a guy who's won two Bundesligas, both of them completely against all odds. Like, nobody thought that either Kaiserslautern in 98 or Werder in 2004 would have any chance to win the Bundesliga. But they did. He also got a cup to his name as well. And, I mean, what a career the guy had, you know. He travelled the world. He won two Bundesligas. What's, what's not to love, basically? So, yeah, that's for me why he had to be up there. I think, obviously, his international career didn't actually kick off. He was never kicked or capped by Germany, which is something maybe that you can hold against him. But, you know, I've always been a fan of these cult hero kind of footballers. And for me, he's another one of them, really. He's got to go down as a kind of cult hero really for old school Bundesliga fans so yeah definitely a good goalkeeper and incredibly good career too yeah absolutely just picking up a comment in in the chat from Ballin um referring to where Neuer might come uh he could well come in 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 the in the top four you'll have to wait and see uh but also asking whether Mark um is happy to speak a bit of German a sentence or two for the viewers um, I don't know. Obviously, I know you, you're not too shabby, Mark. What about introducing our next uh, our next goalkeeper in in fourth place uh, as a bit of German, perhaps if you've got it in you? Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. So it's uh, who who we got next then? It's um, yeah, Jens Lehmann. Okay, so um, yeah. Next is to Jens Lehmann. Um, yeah, what else can I say, really? The next is the next, and yeah, Jens Lehmann, basically. But I'll, I'll definitely, uh, if you want me to start putting a bit more German into the shows, then I can do that for you guys. But yeah, just let me know if you want to 
get a little bit more on that. But it's what, um, what about yeah. something along the lines of he was a top shot stopper or a good um, or a good goalkeeper? What what that a lot be on the lines of uh, of a German yeah, translation? Er war ein guter Spieler für Arsenal und uh, die deutsche Mannschaft und uh, Very <laughs> nice. like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your German coming along, by the way, Rory? You said you were going to start doing a bit of German. I, I mean, I, I just haven't started. It's, I, it's terrible. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> We've got to get yeah. some German into the show. Uh, no, it, it's seriously on my list of things to do. When I find some spare time, I will start doing it. I, I will, I will. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Ballon, do you speak any German as well? You have to... Yeah, uh... yeah let us know. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, but well, yeah, there you go. Thanks, Marka Danke. Yeah, time <laughs> <Kind> problem. <laughs> so yeah. yes, uh, Jens Lehmann. Anyway, fourth place for him. Um, yeah, very, uh, very good goalkeeper. Um, animated at times. So obviously, probably not. Well, I mean, he's high up enough, but maybe he would have been higher if he'd spent some of his prime or the prime of his career that uh, obviously was over in England with Arsenal and obviously we're doing a Bundesliga show, so it kind of counts against him slightly. But, um, you know, one of the rare players and indeed goalkeepers that represented um, Schalke and Borussia Dortmund. So that's a um, little, little bit contentious in itself and a, a brief spell with my boys VFB Stuttgart. Uh, 131 Clean sheets overall, uh, which is seventh on the all-time list, I believe, and just shy of 400 Bundesliga appearances. Um, so his percentage of clean sheets was thir- over 33%, so not too bad at all. Um, so I won in three games. Um, and yeah, I guess Mark kind of a, um, you know, a bit of a long-standing rival for Oliver Kahn at a time, obviously, and kind of mainly in the build-up to the 2006 World Cup on home soil. Um, you know, certainly won a good amount uh, of of trophies, obviously in England, but also in Germany. Um, and yeah, you know, it just he won plenty from, from a personal point of view. Um, the kicker Bundesliga team of the season in 95-96, the UEFA goalkeeper of the year in 97 and 2006, um, and the UEFA club football awards best goalkeeper 2005-6 but that might have fallen in the time when he was playing with Arsenal um but yeah a brilliant goalkeeper uh, in every aspect Mark yeah definitely I mean obviously another cult hero really you know I've said that quite a lot today but another one from that period like late 90s well I would say really all the way through the 90s wasn't he and then obviously 2000s as well but yeah, I think really, really good goalkeeper. As you say, a lot of people don't know he actually played for Schalke for most of his career. That's where he made most of his career appearances for Schalke. He even got a couple of goals as well. Like these German keepers, they do like a goal or two, don't they? And he got a couple of Bundesliga goals as well in the yeah. 90s. So yeah, made his name there. He actually had a couple of years in Milan as well, but that clearly didn't work out before he came back to Germany and played for Dortmund, leading into the 2000s. And what was a strong Dortmund team at that time as well, before getting probably what I would say was his most famous move of his career to Arsenal, really, wasn't it? But, I mean, the guy was just a brilliant goalkeeper. He was obviously the invincible goalkeeper for Arsenal too, probably one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time really in, in Germany I would go that far because you know what he won if you think about it it was just absolutely incredible you know didn't lose a game in was it 2003 or 4 for Arsenal I know that's not Bundesliga related but still 
then obviously he even came back at the age of like I think he was probably like forty odd at that point. And he even came back to Stuttgart to your boy Stuttgart, Rory, and was number one goalkeeper for two years as well, which mm-hmm. just proves his longevity was just absolutely incredible, basically. And it's um yeah, yeah, fantastic goalkeeper, great character. Again, another thing I used to love about Jens Lehmann was how he used to basically um man his team. You know, he used to man that team absolutely brilliantly well. And um yeah, he was just a fantastic goalkeeper. He had his defence organised and just had such a great character. And for me, that's he could even be third. But I think the fact that he didn't play all his career in the Bundesliga, especially in the 2000s, is probably why he's finished fourth, really. Yeah, he had a great demeanour about him. You know, brilliantly agile, great reflexes. He was a strong man. Um, and he had a, you know, quite a spectacular kind of all-round game because I think he was also quite well renowned for being a good distributor of the ball um, probably uh, an early part of kind of what you see nowadays of you know sweeper keepers or not mm. maybe a sweeper but he used his feet a lot more than keepers back in those days um, and you know was really good at commanding his penalty area as well really strong in that regard um, and as you mentioned you know did get himself a couple of Bundesliga goals and a famous one at that, um, scoring an injury time equaliser for Schalke against Dortmund in 1998 in the Revier derby. So, and the fact that he played for both clubs, I mean, yeah, I mean that that's some serious kind of balls on him doing doing both. Um, so, yeah, very impressive indeed. Uh, just conscious of time, so we'll, we'll move straight on to third place. Um, so, third place, Roman Wiedenfeller. Or Weidenfeller, uh, if I'm getting my pronunciations a bit better uh, there, Mark. Um, yeah, an- another great servant uh, to Borussia Dortmund, although he did start off with Kaiserslautern, although I think he made like 10 appearances roughly um, and 350 off for Dortmund. Um, and yeah, what t- two Bundesligas, two Pokals, a Super Cup, part of that runners up team uh, in the UEFA Champions League. Um, and yeah, you know, a fantastic shot stopper in that as well. Uh, I think he was also back up to Jens Lehmann for a little while, but then got promoted once Lehmann left for Arsenal. And, and his time came really, and, and he was rewarded brilliantly. Um, made some famous interventions for Dortmund during uh, time, you know, during the time where they were doing really well. One particular example is when he um, saved a really late penalty, I think, from Ian Robin or someone like that against Bayern. Um, to help Dortmund win and eventually obviously go on to win the league title. So, you know, had his fair share in, in some really big pieces of Bundesliga and Borussia Dortmund history, Mark. So, yeah, definitely worth a yeah. top three spot for Weidenfeller. Yeah, I mean, for me, he's probably the he is the best goalkeeper that didn't play for, for Bayern Munich. You know, I mean, the guy, he was the one keeper that was really able to, you know, like to rustle up Bayern Munich's feathers, wasn't he, in that famous run between 2010 and 2012, you know, when Dortmund famously won two titles back-to-back. You know, it was the famous Klopp team. And for me, guys like Roman Weidenfeller kind of like typified that team, basically. He was that good. I mean, I absolutely loved him as a keeper as well. I, he was one of my favourite keepers at that time. You know, he also had the longevity too, as you say. His longevity was ridiculous. He was Dortmund's number one goalkeeper for about 10 years, roughly, even a little bit more than 10 years. Um, you know, taking him all the way through that title-winning team, a couple of poor cows, as you mentioned, and also Champions League runner-up, all as starting goalkeeper. And 
to be honest, it's no surprise to me that since he fell out, uh, since he retired, actually, because he did retire at Dortmund, you know, before he became a bit part player, basically after 2015, for me, it's no surprise that that's when Dortmund started to go downhill a little bit, you know. I mean, when you're replacing Roman Weidenfeller with his namesake, Roman Burki, you know, then you know <laughs> why they stopped winning titles, basically. With all due respect to Burki, you know, he was a decent keeper, but he's not Weidenfeller level, you know, and... Fellow again, he was another massive character, and he was a bit more. He was a he had that Dortmund feeling to him, though. You know, he was a very happy, chilled guy, kind of cool guy. You know, very much in the kind of Jurgen Klopp role. You know, Lehman was a lot harder, wasn't he? Like he was a very like serious and hard kind of guy, but great character too. You know, he was actually part of the World Cup winning squad in 2014, despite not playing a game. But I wouldn't be surprised if his character was, you know definitely helped um, Germany along their victorious path in Brazil in 2014. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and ju just quickly to, well, stay, we're staying on the top of the goalkeepers, obviously, but Balans just asked a question. Uh, it's just nice to make sure that we, we're answering questions as we go along regardless. Uh, and as it's linked, I think we just quickly have a look at it, Mark, in regards to, um, yeah, looking at maybe the three the three goalkeepers who do go to the World Cup, we're, you know, we're, we're, as it's on the horizon, if I can get my words out. Uh, Neuer, Testegen, Trapp, Hoffenheim goalkeeper being Bauman, Leno. Um, you know, obviously a lot of goalkeepers will have to miss out. Uh, very quick opinions on that, Mark. Do you think uh, Neuer, I mean, Neuer and Trapp perhaps are definite, uh, not definite, but because Trapp's maybe dropped down a little bit. So, uh, Testegen. And trap, uh, sorry, to Stegen and Neuer probably both go, and then one out of Trap, Bauman, Leno, something like that. I think Bauman's Austrian, though, isn't he? Bauman's Austrian. I think he's, I think he is, oh, okay. isn't he? Maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, we might have to check that one. Yeah, Bauman, but yeah, I think to Stegen and Neuer. I mean, for me, Neuer's pretty much a shoe in a starting goalkeeper until he retires, really, because it's just Neuer, basically. Do you know what I mean? And it's, uh, I don't see him going out of the starting. I, I also think to Stegen, you know, he. I think he, he's not like the best goalkeeper I've ever known in my life, but he is a uh, good. No, he, actually, Bauman is German. Actually, you were right. Actually, Bauman. Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah. I'm thinking of Bachmann. Yeah, he's the guy that is um, Austrian. But yeah, I think yeah, the, the other the third choice is anybody's guess. I'll probably say Trap is the first choice at the moment because obviously he's got that uh, Europa League win under his belt, which is a big like feather in his cap. Really, I think. Bauman's had a good start to the season, but he's never really been around the kind of scene as he for Germany. And I don't see him all of a sudden getting called up now. I think Leno's ship sailed, to be honest with you. I, I don't see him getting picked because of, I think he's gone to Fulham now, hasn't he? I think he, went, he, he left Arsenal after a couple of years on the bench. And I don't know. They, they do rate him here in Germany. They do really like Bernd Leno, but I don't know. I never really feel as I've seen the best of him in the in, uh, you know in the Premier League. I don't know. I never really rated him that much for Arsenal. But, yeah, I would imagine it would be those three, Neuer, Tischtegen and Trapp. That's where my money would be at the minute. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you on that one. But, yeah, very interesting question, Balam, and it's something will be quite prominently on our minds as, as the, the weeks go on towards um, towards the World Cup and certainly how how well the likes of Neuer uh, Trap and Bauman are all playing, certainly in the Bundesliga. So thank you for that. Uh, and so, yeah, let's finish off our countdown then and, and try and get ourselves rounded off in the next five minutes or so. So in second place, obviously the kind of uh, the big, big decision that we had to make. Uh, and so in second place, we have gone for 
Oliver Kahn. Uh, the Titan, I think, was one of his many nicknames. Um, an absolute man mountain uh, of, of a player, of, of a goalkeeper. Um, you know, and obviously everyone knows him for his for obviously his appearances and his, his time at Bayern Munich. But he did spend a good amount of time, actually, at Karlsruhe. Um, with 128 appearances, actually, but then obviously went on to make 429 for Bayern um, with over 200 Bundesliga clean sheets, which uh, obviously is the second of all time uh, behind a certain someone who we won't mention just yet. Uh, good percentage of clean sheets, 36.6, so over um, one in every three games. Um, Mark, just, yeah an absolute legend of the game and just a legend of the keeper. Yeah, again, another eccentric character. You know, it seems to be, expect goalkeepers at that time were like very eccentric, basically, weren't they? Although he does seem to have mellowed a bit, as Balam said, he has become the CEO, uh, sporting director of, uh, yeah, Bayern as well, which I, I think as a player, nobody would have expected he would have really gone into that kind of role, really, because he seemed like too eccentric for that kind of thing, really. But no... He, um, yeah, obviously what he won as well, the titles. I mean, he did win two Bundesliga titles before the 2000s with Bayern, but he did also win five of them in the 2000s as well. So he didn't, sorry, six of them in the 2000s. So he didn't exactly do badly, you know. And that was a time when Bayern weren't considered to have one of the best ever teams. Although in the early time of his period, they, they did because they won the Champions League in 2000 as well. So, yeah, I mean, he he, did, he was a Champions League winner, a seven, eight-time Bundesliga winner, you know, 86 caps for Germany. He was, as you say, he managed to keep Jens Lehmann out of the team for years, really. He reduced his number of caps, and that's saying a lot for a goalkeeper as good as Jens Lehmann. You know, the, these were two keepers that their careers basically overlapped, didn't they, basically? You know, like they were like, they were playing at the same time, pretty much he started and finished at the same time. But for me, Khan, you know, the fact that he won so many titles and also the fact that he did play in the Bundesliga for his entire career is the reason why he's ahead of Lehman. I think in terms of raw ability, they were quite similar in some ways, although they did have different strengths, you know. Khan was just a brilliant shot stopper. Like his shot stopping was absolutely unbelievable. And it's just how eccentric he was. I remember that big mop of Boris Johnson style blonde hair, you know, and like when they yeah. scored, he used to go absolutely crazy on the like in front of the fans. And it was just, you know, when I was like watching Bayern Munich in the Champions League in like the early 2000s, late 90s, he was the guy I was looking for, Oliver Kahn, you know, and you know, he was just an absolutely massive character and everybody knew him. I think they even called him Shia Khan at one point after the guy yeah, from yeah. Uh, the, the Jungle Book, didn't he? Mm -hmm. So he had a lot of nicknames, but that just proves what a kind of character he was, really. Yeah, so uh, obviously a clear leader and a motivator, really, from a young age, even at Karlsruhe. Um, so all the accolades you can put, you can almost summarise it really well. By one of them because he was a multiple Ballon d'Or top three finisher. Third, he was third in 2001 and two. Um, I mean, and how often do you see goalkeepers in the Ballon? Oh, obviously, it's been renamed now to whatever it is, the FIFA World Best Player. But yeah, you know, I think that's a fair summary of how good Oliver Kahn was. Um, and yeah, an, an absolute legend. So yeah, it's it rounds us off. And we're going to finish off with our first place. And I'm sure many of you will be able to guess it. It is indeed the current <laughs> captain of Bayern Munich and um, club legend and German goalkeeper Manuel Neuer. Um, just just a serial winner, Mark. Um, you know, 
top of all the stats you can kind of come up with. Um, you know, had a, and again, made his grounding again at, at a, another club, which a lot of people might not know. So he spent over 150 appearances with Schalke, making his name really before switching over to Bayern, where he's now got over 300 appearances. Has now overtaken Khan in terms of the most clean sheets in Bundesliga history. Um, his clean sheet percentage is is forty six percent, so almost averaging a clean sheet every other game, which is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, there's so much to kind of get through. It's almost blinding, really. Um, Ten league titles with Bayern, six Pokals, including one with Schalke, seven DFB Super Cups, two Champions Leagues. A UEFA Super Cup, a Club World Cup twice, uh, per, on, a, on a personal level. Seven times he's been in the Bundesliga team of the season. The, the best, the FIFA best men's goalkeeper in 2020. Uh, I mean, I, I could keep going basically for a long time. Even a Bavarian merit of honour mark, like the guy is, <laughs> he is yeah. worshipped. And, you know, and rightly so, he's a brilliant goalkeeper. Yeah, I think most people think Manuel Neuer is like as Bavarian as he come, but he's actually from Nordrhein-Westfalen originally. Yeah. So a lot of people, which is quite ironic because in Germany they're considered to be like the opposite in terms of the culture. You know, mm. like like Bavarians are very serious and stern. Like most people think like Neuer is like the prototype of a Bavarian, but he's not actually. He's a Nordrhein-Westfalen. Yeah. And yeah, but it, I mean, it doesn't matter basically because the guy is just an absolute legend, isn't he? I mean. It, Let's be honest, it was quite predictable, really, who was going to be number one, because there's not one statistic that we could find that basically argued that, a bit like the last one we did with the striker, with Lewandowski, there's nothing we could argue that wasn't him. And the same with Neuer, you know, 10 Bundesliga titles, the most clean sheets, the most appearances in the Bundesliga in the 2000s. He's just, he's top on absolutely everything. World Cup winner, Champions League winner. He's made his own style of goalkeeping with the sweeper-keeper, although we increasingly in his later years he has made errors with that i've got to say you know probably to do with him losing a little bit of pace as he gets into his later 30s nowadays but you know when he was in his absolute prime probably around about 2014-15 for me he was the best goalkeeper in the world hands down i think he's still a world-class goalkeeper but he's probably for me a little bit down his peak perhaps yeah. a little yeah. tiny bit but like he doesn't keep as many clean sheets now you know i think last season he got like his lowest number actually he's ever got in the 10 in the like 12 seasons he's played at Bayern. so yeah basically it's um absolutely incredible yeah as balam said yeah that's a great comment as well yeah since Mawell arrived nobody's won the Bundesliga. that is some stat yeah he just has every basically every single stat under his belt and there's nobody that can argue that he's not the best goalkeeper possibly ever really but although uh set meyer definitely have something to say about that it's quite yeah. funny really because like Lewandowski is very similar to uh, Gerd muller and uh, neuer is very similar to set meyer who is like considered the two best uh, strikers and goalkeepers mm. but they, they were both around the same era as well which is quite incredible but yeah. absolutely brilliant goalkeeper goalkeeper and yeah fully deserves to win our accolade as the best goalkeeper i think Indeed, it does. Um, so that, yeah, I think we've probably done a longer goalkeeper show than we did strikers, amazingly yeah. enough, last month. So, yeah, we'll round, we'll round things up now. Uh, Ballum just saying Lyme would be the best right back or centre mid in the Bundesliga list. Well, for another show, Ballum, it'll have to be for another show that, um, but I suspect 
uh, the brilliant Philippe Lam will be uh, will be somewhere around about on that list. But yeah, thank you very much for everyone that's watched this evening and tuned in. I hope you enjoyed our show. Uh, please do let us know any feedback or comments uh, if you watched it subsequently. Uh, that'd be brilliant. Please do make sure that you smash a like on the show. Uh, really like to, uh, you know, get feedback and make sure that people are enjoying our content. And of course, please do subscribe to the show uh, to make sure that you don't miss out on anything that we've got. I uh, hope you will survive the international break. And uh, yeah, over to you, Mark, to close up tonight's show. Yeah, definitely. So just a quick one. Yeah. So if you enjoyed what you saw today, then remember to check out our Over the Bar uh, FB Twitter and Over the Bar Extra. Remember also check out our main page, which is otbfootball.net. And uh, yeah, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And yeah, as you say, we'll be back with more shows for you guys. And also don't forget the uh, FL, the Football League show as well, which should be coming sometime later on this week. So yeah, thanks again for joining us. And see you next time. I'll feel you. Cheers.